On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. I have a big surprise for you. April. Senator Chuck Schumer! There you are. How are you, sir? Good. See, I'm dressed. I can't, I can't dress. You have, do you have a tie on? I do. I'm oh we're working. I'm right off the Senate floor because we're, McConnell called us back, but not doing anything about COVID. Conspiracy theories against Obama and against Biden, right-wing judges, but not what we need to be doing. But I'm here. I have to be here, and that's my job. I'm all alone in this big, in this nice office I have. I'm all alone. And but, uh, but you're uh, wearing a mask, correct? You're- I wear the mask on the floor. I have it somewhere around here. But anyway, yes, I wear my mask usually. So let's talk about the Heroes Act. Um, Great. There needs to be Senate action. What do you see? Talk to me about the Heroes Act passed in the House. It passed in the House overwhelmingly because it's so needed. Look, here we are. We have millions, 20 million, 25 million, maybe more unemployed. Lots of small businesses, small little businesses, many of them in the minority communities, shutting down because they they don't have no income, no help. Um, We have our churches are hurting. Because oh, yes. not, there's no collection plate, and we put I put in the legislation that churches could use this small business program to stay open. So if you're a member of a church, tell your pastor this is very good. But in any case, the COVID-4 bill does lots of things. First, it provides money to the state and local government so they can pay their workers. We all know city and local workers, it's always been a ladder up. Uh, and they wanna, they're going to go broke unless we have money for them. It has much more money for testing. If we don't start testing people, and particularly all across the country, not just in affluent communities, we're not going to get rid of this COVID. I spoke to the mayor of New Rochelle when they had to go in quarantine. And they were ground zero. New Rochelle was ground zero. Ground zero. You got it. And I said, what do you need? He said, if I had 70,000 tests, I'd test every member of my city. Those who had COVID would be told to stay inside and quarantine for two weeks. Everyone else could go out on the streets, go to their jobs, go shopping because they knew that no one who had COVID would be out there. And they, but we don't have the testing. That's in the bill. We have direct payments for families. Every person would get $1,200 per family, up to $6,000 per household. We say that uh, there will be safeguards to ensure safe elections. We increase food stamp benefits and SNAP benefits. So many people can't feed their families. We provide money. Let's say you're a renter. Now, the old bill said you had three months where they couldn't kick you out. But if in that fourth month you owe four months rent, you, you can't afford it. So right. this is money for them as well. There's money for the frontline workers, the nurses and the healthcare workers who need help. There's money for the small businesses and it makes it easier for them to get this money. As I mentioned, religious institutions are entitled and I want to get the word out on that because a lot of them don't know. I worked with uh, the pastor of um, uh, the Grace Baptist Church, Dr. Richardson, who's a leader in the Baptist community. I work with Al Sharpton and Mark Moriel to get this done. So there's so much in this bill. Now, what are our Republican friends doing? Mitch McConnell, April, you know what he says? What does he I don't say? see a need to move forward immediately. What planet is he on? We have so many people out of work. We have so many businesses going under. We have so many families that are worried about feeding their kids. Almost 40 million people have filed for unemployment. There you go. 
uh, in the last couple of months. And in the COVID bill, we expand the unemployment benefits to go to December 31st. We take the small business benefits and make them go longer and further. And we say more of the money can be used to pay rent and utilities and things like that. So it's a very good bill. And here's what's going to happen, April. This is my prediction. McConnell's going to feel the heat. I would urge all your millions of listeners, call up your senator. Say, stop Republican senators sitting on your hands. Get to work and work with the Democrats to pass a new bill. They may not, may not like every single thing in our bill, so be it. But let's sit down and talk and get something done. You know, you, you, you're too young to remember this. Um, you don't know how old I am. I look cute. You don't know well, how old I am. Well, you look young. You don't look old <laughs> enough, April, to remember this. But there was a president called Herbert Hoover. Yes. The, the great stock market crash occurred. And Herbert Hoover, just like these Republicans, said, we don't have to do anything. Let the private sector solve this problem. And what happened was the Great Depression. If our Republicans and President Trump have their way, we could have another Great Depression. So we need to get this bill done. But my prediction... Public heat is going to force them to come to the table. They didn't want to put in unemployment benefits. They didn't want to put in the money we had for minority small businesses mm -hmm. who didn't have a big bank. They didn't want to do a whole lot of things. We forced them to do it. So, so guys, I want you to tell all your friends, this is the surprise, the great Senator Chuck Schumer, who's speaking truth to power, who is in uh, Capitol Hill right now at the Capitol, working on behalf of the American people um, in this dangerous moment in time. Tell your friends to join in this live, and we're going to play it back no matter what. But this is an important moment, and make sure everyone knows to join in. Senator Schumer, um, I, I can't help. But think about this, this line of discussion that's going on in the Republican Party, trying to downplay for the sake of opening up the economy. We're seeing Texas, we're seeing the state of Texas seeing a spike because the economy has been open, a spike in the numbers yet again. They are not following the CDC guidelines in reopening the right. economy. Do you believe that Mitch McConnell is following behind the president's lead, um, trying to downplay this, saying yes. to you that we don't Mitch need this. Mitch McConnell, when the president says jump, Mitch McConnell says how high. I just was out on the floor of the Senate. Do you know what he spent his time on his speech attacking Obama? It, falsely. This is this, what did he this, say? What did he say? He talked about how Obama set up the, we need an investigation into the president because he set up this thing uh, with the Russians. That is crazy. Nobody, nobody believes it, but they're looking for diversion. And you know what he's doing? McConnell, when he goes to the floor of the Senate, he has an audience of one, President Trump. He's trying to please him. He's not, though, doing what we need. He's not doing what the American people want. And it's not serving him or the country or even Trump well. Someone should be speaking truth to power to Trump. I'm trying to do it. You're trying to do it. But one of his own little minions there, they ought to be speaking truth to power. They ought to be telling President Trump, you don't have good testing. We're never going to get back. It'll much be longer to get back to normal. We don't get money in people's pockets. The economy is going to decline. Someone's got to tell him, but McConnell is not doing it. So you said, you said, you talked about Herbert Hoover. You talked about depressionary times. Let's be real. Let's be honest. This is not, you, this is not traditional when we look at the traditional numbers of no. recession depression you can't go by what was we have never seen this before in your opinion do you call this a depression the new depression i put it this way if we don't do quicker 
bolder, stronger, urgent action soon, we will have another Great Depression. We've got to move fast. And you know who said this yesterday? Not a politician. This Chairman Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve, appointed by Trump. But the Federal Reserve folks are about the economy, and they're always reluctant to tell the Congress and the President what to do. But he felt he had to speak. And he said, he, he said, we need more action. We need the government to put more money into the economy. That's what we have to do, or we will be, like Herbert Hoover found out, in something that could be as bad or almost as bad as the Great Depression. Absolutely. So I got three questions in the short period of time that we have. Um, national testing. We need national testing. And do you still advocate for people to stay at home? And then I want to hit the black community. We yes. are disproportionately affected by this. HBCUs, you're talking about people looking at schools. A lot of these kids are not going to get Pell Grants to go back. Right. And we put more money for Pell Grants. We forgave student loans for people in need and more money to HBCUs in these bills. There has been total discrimination against the minority community. When people ask, why do more people of color die of this disease? Why do they get it? Because they've had junkie health care for decades. And one of the things, April, we ought to do is not just provide the health care now, which we're trying to do in COVID-4, but we should use this as a magnifying glass or as a mirror. You know, they say Dr. Martin Luther King on his shoulders held a mirror up to America and what they saw they didn't like. Well, COVID, in a certain sense, can force us to do things that we are seeing in America that are not good, such as poor treatment of health care in the minority community. And so there is discrimination. In our COVID bill, we ask for complete surveys of where the money is going. We are pushing very hard to get minority depository institutions and CFDIs, you know, CDFIs, Community Development Financial Institutions. Mm -hmm which serve the poor and minority communities, direct access to this, this small business lending. Because if you own a barber shop in the city, you don't have a bank to go to. If you have a bank, they'll get you these loans. But the C, C, um, community development financial institutions and the MDIs, minority uh, development institutions, have a way to get to these people. So we are forcing the money into there and saying it's walled off just for those communities. We're trying to get them to do that, not to go to the big shots. So at the end of the day, um, we need more testing, and you're saying stay at home still, right? Well, here's what I'm saying. We need more testing completely, and be careful. Most states, not all, the governors are being far more careful than the president. And I think we need to listen to the scientists. We need to listen to the experts, not to President Trump, who might push people out in the streets quicker, and then the disease comes back at us even worse. But he's taking that lot... drug. He's hmm? taking that drug. Hydrochloroquine. Yes, well, here's, I called it reckless. Please, to your audience, don't think it's good. A, it doesn't do a thing to cure you of COVID. And B, for some people, it can cause heart problems. He took it. I couldn't believe it. You know what? But he is such a liar, let's call it the truth. He may have made it up. He's always trying to divert attention from his failures to deal with COVID. So he keeps coming up with these new things that often have nothing to do with truth. Maybe he knew someone who was, you know what happens with him? One of his wealthy friends calls him up and says, you know, uh, I, I own a stock in this hydrochloroquine company. It's a good thing. And then he goes and talks about it. This is, I don't know if that happened, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't strike me as unusual.
Wow. So this is Joe Biden's race basically to win or lose, right? I think it's his to win. I'm going to fight as hard as I can, April, to get him elected, A, so we don't have Trump, but B, so we can do some real things for people. We have been stymied. Even after 2010, when the Tea Party came in and took over the House, they stymied President Obama. And of course, President Trump has done nothing. If we get take back the presidency and uh, um, Joe Biden wins, and I become majority leader, we can really move America forward in so many ways in terms of helping people go to college, in terms of helping people get good paying jobs, in terms of making health care much more universal so that poorer people and people of color are not discriminated against. We have a huge agenda, a big infrastructure bill. We have lots of things we want to do. Um, and we need to win back the presidency and the Senate, and then we can get a lot done and keep the House, of course. As you already said, keep the House, keep the House. That's what you want. Who do you want for his running mate? I'm not, I am just wanting <laughs> to win. I keep my advice to Joe Biden private. Oh, <laughs> there are a lot on. of good ones, April. I don't want to, I'm glad he- There are a lot of qualified, qualified running mates. Even black women. There are a lot of qualified oh, black women. Not even. Certainly black yeah. women. You know, yeah. there. Are, I, I chose Stacey Abrams to give the um, address, you know, two years ago to rebut the president. She cleaned his clock. She's among many, both black and white, really well-qualified candidates. I'm not picking one or the other. There are many good ones, and I will support Biden all the way. we got to beat Trump. Anything else you'd like to add before April, you... I'd love to give you a virtual hug. There you go. Keep up the good work. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.